Good Times with Ed for Breakfast. And even more of the greatest hits all day. On Gippsland's Triple M. Hey, look, if you've been enjoying the East Gippsland Winter Festival, then it's just going to get even better this weekend because Steph Strings is going to be performing, of course, a singer-songwriter who tells a story through her music, which is even better as well. And uh, I tell you what, she's set to play at the Waterwheel Beach Tavern Saturday, July 2. It's all part of the East Gippsland Winter Festival, supported by Toddy Cook and Martin Potts as well, some other wonderful musicians uh, that are going to just... Make you feel good this weekend. Steph joins us now. Hey, Steph, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Nice to catch up with you. Um, you've been busy. You've been overseas, yeah. haven't you, recently? I know. The jet lag has only just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> how was it? How was the tour? Oh, man, it was amazing. So we went to, I was um, supporting the Pierce Brothers, who are the, who, they're um, yes. a duo from Melbourne. Yes, they And are. we are... Oh, they're fantastic. And we went to um, all around the UK, Germany, uh, Belgium, Prague, and the Netherlands. And it was just oh, incredible. We got to meet so many people, see so many things. And, you know, it was just a wonderful experience. You know, being a young musician, it was just fantastic. How's the energy? Because the, the boys bring some energy to the performance. The Pierce Brothers, we had them on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago and oh. they, they were they are just brilliant and we love them. And, but they bring some entertainment with you as well uh, and, uh, you know, new dads as well. It, it's There's a lot going on, but the, they were pumped about the tour before they left. That's when we spoke to them. And right. you're, was the energy as up as what they bring? Because I think you were going to Germany and England and all that sort of stuff. Is that what you were yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, with the Pierce Brothers, why they're so amazing and world-class is their energy never changes. No. So what what you see is what you get. They're just psycho, crazy <laughs> musicians the whole time, which is pretty fun to tour with. <laughs> it is. It's entertaining. But does that accompany you in the right way as well? Because you're a different style in some ways um, because that, that energy there. But you both, both groups... Uh, yourself and the Pierce Brothers bring these wonderful stories that go along with your music. Yeah. Is that what resonates? I think what resonates, yeah, it's the stories, but it's also, you know, we're different in the sense that I sit down the whole time yes. and it, I kind of let the music do the talking, whereas they, they, uh, you know, they're buskers. They're, it's like they're a circus act. They run around, they do body like somersaults on stage. Yeah. Um, but we actually have a very similar... Uh, like our guitar is very similar and our songs have a very similar feel to it. So I guess we're similar people to an extent. So, um, I mean, there are definite similarities and I think that's why the tour went so well. How good is it? To go overseas and tour, though, I mean, oh, it has yeah. been. It has been. We know what it's been like over the last couple of years with what's yeah. been hovering over our heads and into our nostrils and everything like that. Um, but into our nostrils. Oh, into our nostrils. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I, I never thought I'd jam something that far up my nose. Uh, but anyway, um, and come out with a negative result. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, but <laughs> when it comes to simply going overseas, and they've copped it in some ways a lot harder than what we had, what yeah. was the atmosphere like in touring and people just enjoying music again? Well, in the UK and the Netherlands, it was like pretty, pretty good, and yeah. I didn't even think about COVID. In Germany, I think they're maybe a tiny bit behind 
yeah, compared right. to the UK and the Netherlands. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I actually barely thought about COVID over there. It's like it's disappeared and no one ever talks about it. So um, I guess the only difference is maybe ticket sales are a tiny bit less, mm. but I think that's across the board everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's that nervousness as well. Yeah. You're seeing it from sport to arts to theatre to music to everything really. It's that just that stepping on the back, can I afford to be out of whack for a week? That's, yeah. That's sort of mindset, isn't it, really? But I did notice, talking about ticket sales, that the first show of the East Gippsland Festival, yes. which is at Lake's entrance, the general admission sold out. Well, that's what we do in Gippsland. We turn up. Oh, yeah. That's what we do, it's, Steph. That's what we're about. You. you know, we're, we're about it. celebrating and we love your music. So that's what, that's what we do in Gippsland. I mean, this is a musical haven. Right. <laughs> You know that, don't you? I mean, that's why you're coming here. Uh, but I do. East Gippsland Winterfest, what attracted you to the region, though? Was it this eclectic feel that we have where we just want to be entertained and, and love of music? Because it is different as you go right through our region, but we just simply love being entertained. Mm. Well, I just love the idea of a winter festival. I yeah. think that it's really hard to do events in winter, and just looking up the festival that East Gippsland do, it just looks adorable, and I really wanted to be a part of it. And um, I like the fact that it's spread over across a couple of few days. Um, and, like, you know, it goes for the whole month, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. up to July 10, July 10, it's been going for a couple of weeks now. And yeah. the best part about it as well, you know, you've got random events happening. You know, there's a medieval event happening this weekend. You've got, uh, you've got you know, swords and shields and stuff like that. And then you've got this fire and ice event that happened a couple of weeks ago. And then you can just chill out and do some yoga out there on the on the beach and stuff like that. I mean, it's... It's, and then we get to see you live, which is fantastic. As we go, you've just you've just come off the tour. You're coming out to East Gippsland musically. Back end of 2022. What are we looking at? Ooh, like what's coming up for me? Yeah, well, well or yeah, are you just a day by day kind of person? No, no, I'm actually <laughs> going back to Europe in a month. Fantastic, excellent. Yeah, I'm going to um, France and London to play some gigs. Um, but there's something about playing in Victoria. You just feel like you're at the home base. Um, so, I don't know. That's why I'm excited for this weekend. It'll just be nice hanging around with a bunch of Aussies. <laughs> Love it. Well, that, hanging out with a bunch of you can't get any better, especially out of these no. Gippsland. Um, we can't wait to have you, of course. Uh, Lake's entrance is sold out. Uh, but if you want to get along and to see Steph uh, live, uh, get down to the Waterwheel Beach Tavern as well. Saturday, July 2. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. Todd Cook, Martin Potts is going to be about as well. And uh, you'll be entertained no less as well. Glad the jet lag has just uh, disappeared so you can enjoy us and then go and get some more jet lag in a month's time. Yep. Can't wait. Good Thanks on. for the chat today. Good on you, Steph. Nice to catch up with you. Steph Strings, uh, catch you live, of course. East Gippsland Winter Festival. Have a yarn with her, of course. And, yeah, enjoy her at the Waterwheel Beach Tavern. Lakes Entrance gig sold out, so you can't get along to that one. But what you can do is get down to the Waterwheel and have a bit of fun there as well. Ed for breakfast on Gippsland's Triple M. Some cracking news uh, when it comes to our local products, sporting products uh, that are being produced out of Gippsland. I shouldn't call them. But these athletes, unbelievable athletes. We've got some awesome success uh, to be champion as well as Jack White has been named in uh, the Boomers lineup to uh, tackle some interesting characters when it comes to the World Cup qualifiers. Um, this is an amazing dream come true for this man and he joins us now to have a yarn about his basketball journey. Hey Jack, how are you? 
Good, mate. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Congratulations, mate. That's This is awesome. Yeah, you're going to wear the green and gold. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, it's, a, it's a dream come true. I can't wait and to, uh, to play on home soil like in Melbourne um, in front of friends and family as well for my first time is something that uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for as well. Oh, we can't wait to see you. And uh, when did you get the call up and who told you? Um, oh, gee, it would have been, I think, two or three weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, I just got a call from um, you know, a random number, and it was uh, Jason Smith, and he pretty <laughs> much runs the uh, logistics of of, um, of the boomers and all that. Um, and, like, I know who he is and, and what he does. And, <laughs> um, we were just sort of having, like, a, I guess, a sort of like a catch-up before he let me know that they wanted me to be a part of it. So I was pretty much on edge the... Uh, Whole, the whole phone call and um, yeah, uh, by the time he got to the news and I was uh, pretty speechless. Now for a professional athlete to answer a random number that's a, that's a test in itself really in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> have you saved Jason's number now because you might get more call-ups in the future? Uh, yeah, I have now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't want to run into that one again. Hey, it's a it's a great journey that you've been on. Of course, uh, you chose to go the college way, and that was every success. Um, being part of the Duke program there as well, and uh, some wonderful characters that you were the captain of as well. Mike gave you the role as captain of that team. I mean, that's um. That's incredible. You got RJ Barrett, you had Zion with you, Cam Reddish, who I'm still dark on my Atlanta Hawks trading him up to New York. I'm still trying to get over that. Um, but that's an amazing, amazing Philip to have that responsibility in such a wonderful program as well. How, how did you go with that, M- maintaining that, but also keeping the structure there of the Duke program? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a huge honor, first of all. I mean, that's something that I definitely um, don't take lightly and, and, to, um, and to do that alongside, like, like my best mate um, and, and, and roommate over there, Javin Delore, was, was pretty special yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a huge honour. It really wasn't that much of a challenge. I think like with me and Javin doing that together, uh, we really didn't change like who we had to be. Um, like we had high quality people coming in with, with the guys that you just mentioned and they all, you know, bought in completely to the program. So it's not like this captain we had to deal with you know, guys that were high maintenance and, mm. you know, had to kind of pull guys in or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, like, we just sort of naturally were like that in practice and the preseason and everything, especially just with a, a younger group. You know, we sort of knew that we had to, I guess, sort of set the tone of, about what the program was and, and what the standards were and just like, just kind of um, all happened pretty naturally. So it was pretty... Um, yeah, it was a pretty good situation that we found ourselves in and, and good people that were around us to make, um, I guess, that role um, as easy as possible. And, and the media attention as well. Zion was going nuts. Uh, such a talented unit as well. The pressure's always on that program to perform when it comes to March Madness as well. How did you how did you cope with that, being swept up in the circus? Oh, I mean, just understanding that we were kind of all in it together. Um and, you know, just having each other's back, like, it was a pretty unique thing that we were all going through together. And at the same time, you know, we're just, like, trying to go to class and, you know, trying to, you know, write papers and, and do well in practice and, you know, just be, um, you know, just, like, more or less, like, regular, I guess, young men. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like, every time we'd have a team meal, we'd look up on, at ESPN and, and be, um, they'd be talking about it. So it was a pretty, obviously, different thing that we had to go through. But I think just the fact that, you know, we're, we're all part of that group. We're all kind of bought in together and we're all super close as a, as a unit um, allowed us to just, 
I guess for the most part, kind of block out that outside noise and just focus on um, you know the job we have to do. Jack White's joined us on the show. Aussie Boomer, it's a great, great tagline now, isn't it? Aussie Boomer, Jack White, has joined us on the show uh, talking about his basketball journey, of course, one of Gippsland's own. Uh, and then you get back from Duke and walk straight into an NBL championship team with United. I mean, everything's just coming easy for you, mate. I mean, what's going on? Yeah, I, I wish it was a bit easy. I wish I was on court for that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, unfortunately, you know, broke broke my finger and then, um, you know, tear the Achilles and had to, um, you know, get back from that. But, you know, obviously thankful now that I'm, that I'm healthy and, and made it through uh, a full season my second year. And unfortunately, you know, we didn't win the championship. But, um, you know, I just appreciated just how much fun I had playing the game and, mm. um, and making it through. Um, you know, our full season. So, and I've been obviously super fortunate with what I've got lined up during this off season, uh, which hardly feels like an off season. But you know, I wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, I just love hooping and, and everything like that. So, to have all these things just coming up one after the other is, um, yeah, I'm I'm super happy about it. One thing at a time, obviously, with with athletes like yourself. Uh, do you start forecasting the next three or four years and what you're working towards? Now Now you're part of the Boomers program. You want to keep your spot in that 12 uh, with Olympics around the corner, World Cups around the corner and things like that. But when it comes to the professional side of things, of course, uh, when it comes to club basketball, do you, are you looking at Europe? Are you looking to get back into the States there with the NBA? What, what are your, your goals o- over the next couple of years anyway? Um, yeah, well, I mean... Like ever since I started taking basketball seriously, you know, I wanted to be an NBA player, and you know, I wanted to be an Olympian. Um, so I'd, I'd be lying if I said that those are things that I haven't thought about. But um, the thing that I'm I'm super grateful for is that you know, being here at Melbourne is is a really good situation. Like I've just re-signed with them, and in my contract, you know, if there's good and good uh, European opportunities or you know, an NBA opportunity comes up, you know, they're going to fully support me and me chasing that dream of mine and. Um, it's more of just a, a matter of just waiting and seeing what comes up, um, you know, and, and, and just enjoying playing basketball and just keep continuing to work at, at what I do. Um, so, like, playing summer league this off-season and, and sort of getting my foot in the door a little bit with, with NBA teams and for them to have a bit of a better look at me. And, and what I can bring is something that I'm, like, something that I'm excited for and... Um, and yeah, so to sort of wait and see, and like I'd love to, you know, explore, you know, high level Europe or, or the NBA. Um, but for the moment, man, I'm just enjoying being back playing again, and whatever opportunities come up will just be a, a bonus in my mind. Well, mate, we're right behind you. You know that all the Gippsland is uh, right behind you in everything that you do. Um, stay healthy. Enjoy every moment of the green and gold journey as well with these World Cup qualifiers. You're an Aussie boomer now. This is fantastic news. And um, we wish you on your quest to uh, get that Olympic dream coming your way in the next couple of years as well. And guess what, mate? You're in the prime age. We've got a home Olympics coming up in 2032. So uh, you might be around for that. Oh, mate, I hope so. That would be, uh, <laughs> that'd be unreal. It's going to be one hell of a party, Jack. I can tell you that up in Brisbane. Hey, uh, nice to catch up with you, mate. Uh, stay safe and uh, we'll catch up soon. No, mate, likewise. Appreciate you having me on. Jack White there, of course, Australian boomer, hails out of Gippsland, of course. He's gone through an amazing journey thus far in his young career and he's going to be wearing the green and gold in the World Cup qualifiers coming up uh, on home soil. Can't wait to catch him in action. Good times with Ed for breakfast. Get the show podcast on Listener on Gippsland's Triple M.